Welcome to Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast talking all things in the gaming industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. Joining me, we have one returning guest and one brand new guest. Uh, let's start with who's returning. He was, he's been in a couple of episodes. Uh, the most recent one was my birthday bash. It's Jackson. What's going on, Toner? Always, always happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. And our brand new guest. He is a professional snake hunter by day and wannabe radio jockey by night. It's Curtis. Wow, calling me a wannabe radio jockey. That's kind of hurtful. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I couldn't think. I, I was thinking of something on the spot. I'm like, I, I got to think of something. That's just a roast. <laughs> a roast. Boom, roasted. Uh, welcome to the show, Curtis. Thanks for having me, Big Tone. Yes. Uh, so we're going to start off because we have a brand new guest at, as yourself. Uh, we're going to start with a little game I call Favorites, where I ask you for your favorite video game, video game character, video game soundtrack, and what you're looking forward to in the remainder of 2020. Oh, well, um, okay. my favorite game has got to be uh, Hearthstone. I'm I'm a big fan of like strategy based games. Like I also even like like some TFT and like uh league of legends but Ooh. i think my favorite game character i'm a big fan of like kratos from like god of war he's one of my favorite characters and what am i looking a good forward pick. to for the remainder of 2020 i'm very excited for the next patch of hearthstone actually with the introduction of uh dual class uh cards and i'm kind of excited to see how that pans out yes uh, we will be talking more about those in a, late, a little bit later on. Uh, and uh, favorite video game soundtrack? Video game soundtrack. Um, I really liked the Bloodborne soundtrack, actually. Ooh. I agree. That's a good very one. Very dark, very ominous. I'm just huge fan of it. Uh, so we're going to get right into our first segment, which is, of course, the Week in Review, uh, where we talk about some games that came out last week and all the news that had happened this past week. As for some of the games that dropped, we got Rock of Ages 3, the Hell, Hell Raid DLC for Dying Light, and Crisis Remastered for the Switch, uh, which it surprisingly runs on the Switch. Uh, which a lot of people are kind of shocked about, but like I guess pleasantly surprised by, because Crisis. But yeah, that's that's that. Those are some of the games. As for news, on Monday, Nintendo Direct hosted their first Nintendo Direct Mini of the year, where they talked about some third-party games that are coming for their console. Um, they opened up with a uh, Cadence of Hyrule announcing that they're that's that game will be getting three DLCs, uh, one for some new characters, one for some new music done by Family Jewels, and a new stage. Uh, Rogue Company Two was showed off for Switch from High Res Studios. WWE 2K Battlegrounds uh, was announced and it's coming for September 18th. And the last two were some big game drops from Atlas. Shin Megami Tensei 3 is getting remastered and coming out in spring 2021. And they finally announced that Shin Megami Tensei 5 is in development. And uh, 
all the uh, JRPG and Atlas fans lost their minds. Um, and so did I a bit because like these games, uh, they were supposed they re- they teased a new Shin Megami Tensei for the Wii U, uh, and then what we got was basically uh, what was it? Um, Sharp Fe, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. That's what it's called. Uh, great game, great RPG from Atlas, but not as good as Persona or Shin Megami Tensei. Um, in more news, Overcooked, all you can eat was announced for the next-gen consoles, which is basically a collaboration game of both Overcooked 1 and 2. Uh, sea of Thieves announced that they have passed 15 million players since launch. Uh, in the film world, uh, the Saints Row movie announced that they are on their second draft of the script and uh, even took a little photo of the front page of it. And that looks uh, pretty good. I'm a huge Saints Row fan. I don't know how you two guys are feel about Saints Row. Oh, I love Saints Row. I love that shit. I didn't know they were making a film, though. When, when yeah. did they start doing that? I believe it started sometime last year is when they oh, okay. started produ- like pre-production for it. Oh. And uh, they now just got the, the script. Second draft of it is all done. Um, and it's things are look. I'm excited to see what it does. And by the sound of things, they want to make it like a franchise movie series. Oh, that'd be sweet. I mean, I, I'm I'm not holding my breath on it being good because we all know how good video game movies can be. So I'm, we'll see how we'll, we'll see, see how it goes. I'm I'm all I'm open minded. Yeah, I'm optimistic. Yeah. Uh, in more news, uh, ID at Summer Games. D- uh, Fest is underway until July 27th. Now, what is this? Well, you can play some special demos uh, through a special tile on the Xbox One dashboard, and there are over 70 demos that you can play for free, and these are like brand new games that haven't come out yet, I believe. And there's just demos that you can play, and it goes on to the 27th. So you have a little bit of time left for when this podcast is, uh, when you're listening to this podcast. Uh, Rocket League! Uh, announced a big thing. They are now leaving Steam and joining the Epic Game Store to, for where you can get it, and they're going free-to-play. Ooh. So, uh, prepare for the Rocket League Battle Pass, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. Uh, Pokemon Rumble Rush, the mobile Pokemon Rumble game and one of Nintendo's few mobile games, um, has been... has ended. Uh, they closed down the servers, and it can no longer be played for mobile. So, uh, rest in peace, another mobile game. I think that's their second one that they've killed. Because I believe the first one was Mitomo. And uh, Mitomo was alright. And uh, more Xbox kind of news, Yakuza Like a Dragon uh, dropped their first English trailer for the game, confirming what a lot of people thought, that uh, this Yakuza game, the first Yakuza game in the franchise, will get an English dubbing uh, for the game, which is nice, and I'm excited for that. Um, Star Wars The Old Republic uh, is now out on Steam. That happened, too. Uh, you gonna play that, Jackson? Um, I don't know. I'm, I never really got into Old Republic. Um, like, I've played it on and off throughout the years, but... Um... I don't know. I until I found World of Warcraft, I I don't think I've been able to play any <laughs> any other MMO because <laughs> World of Warcraft just does it so much better. But I don't know. I might pick it up. I might not. We'll see. We'll see. 
What about you, Curtis? Sorry, I had my mic Curtis. muted for a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I haven't played a Star Wars game since uh, the original Battlefront. <laughs> Ooh, I mean that's a that's a good one to have the la- the last Star Wars game you played be. So, don't blame me on that. Mm. <laughs> uh, in more news. Uh, World War Z has added a new update, adding the new Drone Masterclass and crossplay compatibility. So if you like uh, shooting zombies with your friends, but you're all on a different console or system, don't worry about it. You can all shoot zombies together again. Um, And then in one of the weirdest collaborations, Square Enix and Sonic creator Yuji Naka showed off Balan Wonderworld, a brand new action uh platformer game um that kind of gives off some had in time vibes um in the art style that was announced and it's like okay that's kind of interesting um it's developed by uh the basically sonic team in a sense and it's being produced by square so that's like that that kind of just boggles my mind because hmm. uh I never thought that like the a team that develops Sega's biggest mascot would get to have a game published by a very strong rival in Square. Interesting. Yes, uh, the game looks good though. It looks very cartoony. Again, it reminds me a lot of Hat in Time. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, uh, the Samurai Jack Battle Through Time uh, got a tr- little trailer. It is coming out on August twenty first. Ooh. Samurai Jack. Great, great cartoon. <laughs> Big fan. I wonder what the game will be like. Yeah, I believe it's supposed to be like a. Oh, it's like um, hack and slash, hack and slash. Oh, sweet. And now we are moving on to the games for the re- releases for the week ahead, where we talk about some of the brand new games that are coming out this upcoming week. Uh, like always, there is no Monday releases. Uh, it's a shock when there is one. But on Tuesday, uh, boy, is it a big Tuesday. We have a lot of games coming out. Uh, we have Ageless coming out for the Switch and PC. Uh, Destroy All Humans Remastered is coming out for the Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Grounded, which is a game we'll get into in a little bit, is coming out for the PC and Xbox One. Made of Skur is coming out for the Xbox One, PC, and PS4. Other Side coming out for the Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Pistol Whip for the PlayStation VR. That's right, we have a VR game this week. Uh, Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection comes out on all the consoles. Skater XL comes out on the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. And Terrarium comes out on the PC. And that's just Tuesday. That's a big Tuesday. What what do you say to that Tuesday, Jackson? Well, I... I, Let's see. Like, the the one game that really has me interested is definitely Grounded. Yes. I might I might pick that up, but unfortunately, the day that it comes out is the day before I head to Toronto, so I can't uh, I can't really get into it if I get it. But um, I don't know, Destroy All Humans. Like I know that game. I have heard of it. I've played one. I think for like the Wii back in like 2010. That sounds about right. It's, I believe it was it, that era 
of a yeah. game. Yeah. So, I mean, that one's kind of give or take, but like Samurai Showdown, Skater XL, Terrarium, Pistol, I, I don't know any of these. <laughs> on Wednesday, Blightbound comes out for the PC, and on Thursday, Hellpoint comes out for everything, Liberated comes out for the PC, and on the Games Pass, Yakuza Kiwami 2 finally drops for those Xbox players, completing the OG trilogy of Yakuza. Uh, Damn. Yes, so... Uh, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I love Yakuza. And if go play Yakuza Zero, One, and Two, if you're an Xbox, if you have Games Pass, go play those three games. <laughs> I cannot yeah. recommend them enough. They are just so good. And then hopefully this means RGG Studios will drop the four, five, three, four, and five uh, collection on Xbox Games Pass soon enough as well. And then six. Because the, there are seven games in the series, but they go up to six because of zero. Uh, good good number. Because zero came out after five. Right. Yeah, that's because... Uh, but yeah, and then eight's coming out soon, but it's called like... A, no, seven's coming out soon. Jesus, my numbers. <laughs> and on Friday, uh, we have one big game that uh, that I'm excited for. Um, we have Castle Storm 2 coming out on everything. Fae Tactics and Monster Crown both coming out for the PC. And the big one, I would say, for this week. Fairy Tale coming out for the PS4, Switch, and PC. It's uh, I'm excited for that game based off of the anime uh, uh, from the manga published by Kodansha Comics. It's I'm excited uh, for the game. It's an RPG um, with all your favorite fairy tale characters. Really? Yep. I never really got into fairy tale. I tried watching it the other day and I was just kind of like, uh, I don't know. It was my first anime. I didn't mind it. I liked it a lot. I watched it dub. Uh, cause yeah. I am a simpleton like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I need to watch. I, I like, yeah, I can just do things while having it on in the background so I can just, li- yeah, you can just listen to yeah, it. You that, don't need to- I, I hate reading. I'm the same way. Like I, hate I reading will only, I will only watch subs with Jojo because of, all the stand names. All this it's because it gets censored as hell. Yeah, I agree. It gets I, censored I like watching, to hell. I liked watching JoJo dubbed because there were a lot of like like Dio's voice actor, and I don't know the name uh, of him, but he plays. He does a really good job, I think, and as well as uh, Joseph and Jotaro. I like all their voice actors too. Mm-hmm. Matt Mercer with Jotaro, and I forget who plays Joseph, but. Uh, like I think everybody that does the English dub does a really good job. Yeah, they it, it, it's definitely they're it's definitely like come a long ways. Yeah, exactly. I think so. All right, and now we're gonna jump into the first big topic of the day, and that is the Xbox Games Showcase, uh, which happened on Thursday. Yeah, that's when it happened. Yes, yeah. Thursday. It happened on Thursday, and boy, did they pack in a lot of things. Um, talking about mostly about uh, from their uh, st- studios owned by uh, Xbox, um, they opened with Halo Infinite, and we got a little cinematic trailer plus a eight-minute-long gameplay demo, um, showing off some of the new features that the Chief can do, and he now has a grappling hook, uh, and combat looks pretty smooth. Um, we got to meet the villains. Um, the Banished is what they're called, basically the exiled members of the Covenant. And um, the Har- they mentioned the Harbinger, Harbinger, 
and a man named Atriox, or probably a being known as Atriox. It's uh, Atriox. I know. I know my Halo lore. Um, the Banished. Uh, have you played Halo Wars two? No. I have, my my Halo knowledge is one through four and oh, okay. a little bit of five. Five sucks. Five is irrelevant. Um, <laughs> but uh, so the banished, they're um, like you said. I think they're exiled members of the Covenant that basically just said, "Fuck it, we're gonna do our own thing." And um, it's all the races, the brutes, yeah. brutes, elites, all those guys. And um, Atriox is the leader of the banished. He's uh, he's a brute that like the rest of the banished just said, "Fuck it." Um, get, by uh, the sounds of the dialogue, Atriox might have been killed between Halo Wars 2 and Halo Infinite oh. because Halo Wars directly ties into Halo 6. So the ring that Master Chief is on is uh, the ring that they teleported away at the end of Halo Wars 2. And um, there was some there was some woman, I forget her name. Um, it wasn't it was like some doctor lady, not Halsey, a different not one. Yeah, some doctor lady. She teleported away, and um, Cortana, with the power, like with all the guardians, like the forerunner guardians that she has, went to that ring and basically took it. And so that ring that Master Chief is on is that same ring that Cortana technically took. And so I guess all the banished went there, and they were like, "Okay, we want we want in on this or something like that." Mm. But I don't know. I, I like I'm I'm very familiar with Halo lore and. Um, I like how they got banished in it as well as the Covenant. I think the Covenant's going to be in there, but oh, really? Okay, for for all we know now, it's just the banished. But yeah, for all we know now, I I I could have misheard the mm-hmm. Covenant part, but yeah. Yes, is you see from what everything I know, I know that I know how Halo Five ended. Yeah, and very, uh, very shittily. <laughs> yeah, like uh, a sh- a ship that takes Chief and Locke to Arbiter, and then. It's just a pan out shot, and yeah, it's, it's like a, Halo Six is. It, it, I think it's had people speculating of what Halo Six might be, but I guess yeah. we were wrong because that whatever it was happened, and now it's years later, where the UNSC has got wiped out. Did they get wiped out? That's what they. That's what uh this the leader of the banished said. Really? Yeah. Wow. The UNSC okay, lost the war. Apparently. The war. Oh, okay. Whew. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. The day that the gameplay took place, May 28th, 2560 or whatever. Uh-huh. That's my that's my 561st birthday. Well, shit. That's an <laughs> iconic day for Jackson right there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, wait, May 28th. That's my birthday. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really excited mm-hmm. for Halo 6. Um, G- giving it a bit of an open world feeling with uh, selecting, yeah. white, having waypoints and like doing <sighs> the objectives in any order that you want to do. Obviously, uh, like, I, yeah, do certain ones to progress the story. I, I don't know way. how I feel about the open world aspect. I feel like it's more of like an open world style, linear style, where it's like. Like God of War, how it's like, it's an open world, but it. You, you, have, to, you have to do your objective, yeah. but you can do them in any order. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's how it's gonna go, but again, we yeah. still don't know. We've only seen yeah. eight minutes of gameplay, and in that eight minutes, we saw a couple of guns, the new drop shield design, um, the grapple hook, which looks really cool. Oh uh, yeah, throwable. Uh, what are they called? Throwable. Gra- um, fusion, fusion coils. coils. Yeah. Uh, throwable those. That's cool. 
grappling onto enemies to just punch them in the face. Like, the Chief is upgraded, and I like that a lot. I f it's definitely, like, a good upgrade for the Chief. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, they said that it's coming out holiday 2020. So, it's this year, hopefully. It all depends on if 343 uh, delays it or not. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Uh, right after that, they went into the next trailer um, where a woman yelled at what seemed to be a bear in the forest. And people were like, well, okay, woman, calm down. And then <laughs> uh, we see that same bear ge getting eaten by a zombie deer and bam, State of Decay 3. State of Decay, I feel like, I don't know why, I don't know, State of Decay 2 wasn't anything special. Like, I heard it wasn't really that good when it came out. But, I don't know, I'm optimistic for 3. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like 3 could be good. I thought that it was, like, I when I saw the deer eating that wolf or that bear, bear. whatever, it was a bear, okay. I was like, oh, whoa, okay, oh, that's a, that's ironic. <laughs> yes. But great symbolism there. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember when the first State of Decay was an Xbox arcade title. Oh, yeah, me too. I got that way back in the yeah. day. I loved it. I, I played the yeah. shit out of that. I remember that people were excited for the second one when it got announced. And then I never really heard anything much about it after like its initial launch. And yeah. I, I, I think we all I, thought it would be like a dead series. But I guess, hey, we're getting the third one. So yeah. it's good for, oh, good well, for those people. Hey, if it's good, it's good. It's, yeah. Um, I'm I like zombies. Uh, and then Phil Spencer came came out and said, "Hey, everything you see here will be on Games Pass." Oh, uh, yeah. I like that. I uh, like that. Good old Phil Spencer. And then we went into Forza, which just showed a trailer and then they just showed Forza Motorsport. And we it doesn't have a title. I think it's just going to be like the new Forza Motorsport for Xbox Series X. Um it, the trailer was done with graphics all done in the game engine, which was cool. Oh yeah, um, but that's really about it. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and then we got a new game shown off from Rare. Uh, it's Everwild, and the one thing I did write in my notes about this game when they showed it off, it feels kind of like Avatar: The Animal Bender. <sighs> Deer, that one kind of had me confused. Fish, I was like, "Bird, what the hell's going on?" Bear, the four element. The world was at peace until the Bear Nation attacked. The Bear Nation. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's kind of just like I got. I was getting vibes of that. It was very spiritual a bit. I really don't know how I feel about this one, honestly. Like I really want to see gameplay for this before I make yeah. a decision. And that one kind of had me scratching my head a bit. I was like, what the uh, hell is this? Then uh, the next thing they showed off with what people thought was going to be Life is Strange Part 3. Uh, no, it's a whole different game. Tell me why. Tell me why. Oh, Backstreet Boys. Uh, tell me why the new game coming from the creators of Life is Strange, because just look at the graphics and tell me that's not Life is Strange. Yeah. Um, a f Currently, what we know, three chapters are coming out for the game. The first one on August 27th, the second one on September 3rd, and the third one on September 10th. So, uh... A little story of a brother and a sister, older brother and sister, like, they're pretty... Like, they're, like, adults now, who can see memories... In like like in like manifest in front of them, and they're trying to find out why their mother hated the their the son so much, because she chased him with a gun into the forest, or something oh. like in the trailer. 
it's, it's, it's like that was probably not the case, and there was something probably sinister going on behind the scenes with like somebody else that you'll meet. In the, it's it's basically like let's just call this Life is Strange three and move on. Uh, Life is Strange three. Yeah, I agree. Uh, then uh, the Ori and the Will of the Wisps will getting a will be getting a special edition for the Series X. Uh, coming out uh, again around launch for the Xbox Series X, and they said that it's gonna they're it'll run at 120 frames per second. Oh, okay. Ugh. Plus, like uh, all uh, other yeah. graphical improvements that they can make with mm. the mumbo jumbo that is jargon of video games. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, from there, Outer Worlds announced their first planned DLC. Yeah, that looked good. Paralon Gorgon. Mm. Coming out September 9th. Mm. So uh, if you play Outer Worlds, uh, go check that out. And then Obsidian uh, announced their next game, which we talked about a little bit earlier, Grounded. Where you're you're a child in your backyard, except you're tiny. Like in the grass tiny. And you fight bugs. That one looks really cool. I think uh, that's so interesting. If you don't like somebody, you can feed them to a spider. Boy, uh, you can play the game on Game Preview and Early Access on July 28th. And then uh, from there, it'll just make its way out, most likely. Because it's up to four players, I believe. So, oh, yeah. That looks, it looks interesting, but it ain't bug snacks. Uh, and then Obsidian announced their next big adventure game um, called Avowed. And it's a fantasy game, and it's definitely looking a little bit like oblivion up in here i am i am very interested in what that one yeah is gonna be like i feel like it's gonna be like a successor to oblivion kind of like how outer worlds is sort of like a successor to like fallout in a sense yeah this is gonna be the successor to like oblivion because it's uh, people who are a part of obsidian worked on those games oh yeah yeah obsidian did fall out uh new vegas yeah um I don't know. I would like to see uh, Obsidian make a basically a better Skyrim just to show Bethesda, hey, <laughs> hey. on our level, losers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then uh, Int Night Studios uh, showed off As Dusk Falls, an interactive drama setting place in the American Southwest with, I believe, the head developer of the game being formerly a part of Quantum Quantic Dream. Uh, who worked on such games as Detroit Become Human, Beyond Two Souls, and Heavy Rain. Uh, so, um, looks good. It looks very storybook-esque, uh, where it's like in a, not like fully animated, but like you have like little clips of like like a storybook almost. Yeah. Okay. It looks cool. Uh, Hellblade Two was briefly talked about. Uh, Senua's Saga. Uh, and then the developer came out and said, hey, we went to Iceland to do some location scouting. Go check out our developer diary. That's really all we got for Senua Saga. Uh, but then we got a nice little surprise of Jack Black hopping in and uh, singing, I guess, what is hopefully going to be the theme song for Psychonauts 2. <laughs> I love Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he just performed for us. Um, then they talked to Destiny 2. Uh, which is coming to Games Pass, and of course, and it's going to be coming, making its way to Series X. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm liking that. Uh, then they showed off the brand new Beyond Light trailer. 
Yep. With the new date of November 10th. Uh, that kills me. But I know. Well, I believe I mentioned it when uh, it did get delayed that Jackson is probably upset about that. Yeah. So I, I, I'm all, you know, as what's, well, Shigeru Miyamoto, I think said um, a delayed game is eventually good, but a rushed game will be forever bad. I, I have my hopes up that this expansion is going to be good. But, I mean, I feel like it will. Like, oh, it's, oh, it's yeah. going to do so much to the game. Yeah. So, I, I'm, you know, I'm whatever. I'm going to pick up some new games, play that. Like, yes. I plan on playing Shadowlands for World of Warcraft when that comes out. So, hopefully, that'll tide me over till uh, Beyond Light comes out. Um, as for, like, the uh, Destiny 2 coming to Game Pass, all of, like, Forsaken... Um, Shadowkeep and Beyond Light, the base editions for all three of those expansions will be included mm-hmm. in the Game Pass, which I'm all for. Yeah. Um, 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 it's it's kind of shitty that, you know, money that I, I like I paid money. for all these expansions, but um, and then somebody with the Game Pass can just get all like that great value yeah. out of it. But I'm I'm all for the game getting into hands of new players. Um of course, if it was like the deluxe editions and everything going to the Game Pass, you know, I'd be pretty pissed. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm whatever. Yeah. But um, y- you know, it's uh, like I'm just yeah, I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad Destiny Two's coming to Game Pass. I'm glad Bungie and Microsoft are somewhat working together mm. a, a little bit. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to. And uh, then uh, some rapid fire. They went into a, a huge slew of trailers for that are launch exclusives for the Xbox. Uh, starting with Stalker 2, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide coming out in 2021, Tetris Effect Connected, uh, basically Tetris Effect but multiplayer coming out for holiday 2020, The Gunk, The Medium. Uh, oh, The Medium is interesting because it uses dual reality gameplay. Uh, that one stood out for me out of like m- all of these ones. That one yeah, stood that one out the weird. most. Um, and then uh, a new game from Sega was announced, which is Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis, which I believe, if I'm correct, is either, I believe it's a remaster of Fantasy Star Online 2. Okay. So that's cool. And then Crossfire X was the last one. And uh, then uh, the other guy who was like the representative from Xbox came out saying, yeah, we should have about... By the end of 2020, 100 games for the Series X. Oh, that would be nice. That would be awesome. And then um, the show ended in a way that I did not expect at all. And I think a lot of people didn't expect. Unless, of course, there were spoilers and people expected it. But a game series that was thought to be dead ever since the studio shut down is coming back to life. And that game series is Fable. Fables returning, baby. I am shook by this because the last, as we all know, uh, Fable, a very popular uh, RPG game from Lionhead Studios. Um, the first two games people critically acclaimed, especially the second one. Um, and then three came out, and a lot, of, and a lot of people did not like it. I liked it because it was my first Fable game, and I never played the other ones, so I enjoyed it. And then Fable the Journey happened, uh, which was the Fable game for Connect. And then Lionhead Studios went out of business, uh, and they they shut down. They ended up dismantling. Like it, it was like they're gone. And it was like it was like, well, we're never going to see another Fable game. And boom, 
Fable announced at the end of the show, no gameplay or anything, it's just like, it's coming back. And I am... That game, that might, that alone might get me to get, I, I, I now, that alone gives me like a reason to debate whether I want a PS5 or the Xbox One. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a simple man. I, I'll probably just get them both. Um, I mean, I, I would get both too, but like. That's a lot of money. It's, like, that's a lot, that's a lot of money. I'm definitely going to get the Series X first because yes. of Halo and I'm, I'm. Call me what you will. I'm a I'm an Xbox fan, so I've I grew up with Xbox, so yep. why not? And now we're going right into our first guest segment of the podcast. Uh, Curtis, why don't you intro this for us? Okay, so the state of Hearthstone lately has been a little bit, eh, to say the least. They've uh, released um, a new class, which was the uh, Demon Hunter, and historically. A lot of classes haven't received like nerfs per se, but Demon Hunter received like eight nerfs within like the first three months of it coming out. And even then it still had a positive win rate. It was just dominating everything. And it was like the most ridiculous thing too, because it's it's a very like aggro style kind of uh, deck where you kind of just faces the place, baby. <laughs> and then if you can, you pull the right cards you need, you just win. And then not a lot of people can stop you from doing that. Oof. After these eight nerfs, they brought it down to a nice 49% win rate. So that's pretty fun. <laughs> but um, that's, still, that's still like decently good, I would assume. Yeah, it's not too bad. Generally, if a class has like a positive win, win rate, then you know they have like a good deck. Okay. And um and they're doing a new expansion coming out pretty quick. Yes. They're doing the Skullamance Academy is coming out. Skullamance Academy, which I'm very excited for because they're releasing um dual class cards, which is something that hasn't they tried to dabble with in the past, but it didn't really like, see itself kind of being very successful. They just released like a God, I forget the the name of the card but it was like a legendary that was available for a couple different classes but this one is very focused around dual class things um a particular fun card i'm kind of like excited to see is there's a it's called dr krastinov <laughs> and he's a he's a five mana four four rush and whenever this attacks it gives your weapon one plus one and this is a dual class legendary for warrior and rogue which I think will be pretty cool because, like, it's basically very similar to like Captain uh, Greenshaw, where he gives your weapon one plus one, which is like a warrior legendary. However, this minion, if it um if it survives more than a turn, you can get like uh, multiple like one one buffs on your weapon. Adding that extra durability can actually really just like help burst an opponent down. Or if you're playing like Bomb Warrior, it helps you zoom in even more bombs into someone's deck with um oh God, I'm forgetting the name of the card right now. But it's that um it's the three mana weapon that whenever you attack you <laughs> shuffle a bomb into your opponent. Okay. And then, like, oh, okay. when you draw the bomb, it does like five damage to you. And when you only have 30 oh. health, if you're shuffling <laughs> if you shuffle enough bombs in there, you'll kill them no matter what. <laughs> they just have to That's, bomb. <laughs> that reminds me of the uh, Parasite card in Yu-Gi-Oh, except instead of doing damage, you just... Well, it still does damage, because 
the second they draw it, they have to put it on their field and then they take a thousand life points. So it's similar to that, except there's only a maximum of three you can have that go in there. Yeah. And I, I mentioned before how like Demon Hunter was kind of like just like dominating the meta. Yeah, um, just like every like whenever like a brand new thing is introduced into a game and how it it just instantly dominates. Cough cough cloud and bayonetta, cough cough. <laughs> yeah. Uh so they kind of like with some of the Demon Hunter cards I've seen so far, I think they're trying to tailor it to a more mid-range playstyle instead of like a aggressive playstyle. Like okay. They have like this one dual class one for Hunter and uh Demon Hunter. It's uh called Ace Hunter Crean. He's a 3 mana 2/4 where your other characters are immune while attacking. So this might encourage Demon Hunter to like trade more <laughs> instead of just going base and doing a more and picking some of the more higher cost minions where you can get a little bit more value on that. Okay. It's a very interesting card. Uh, one of the most um, troublesome cards in the last patch for like Demon Hunter was uh, the Priestess of Fury. She was a she was like a um... she's a priestess and she's furious. Yeah. <laughs> she was like a 6-8 just like massive stats and then at the end of your turn she dealt like 6 damage randomly to all enemies and then with Demon Hunter you um you could discount her and play her on turn six. And if your opponent had no way to remove her, then you just lost. Which, jeez. And they nerfed that card um, at least two times. I forget if they nerfed it a third time. But in this patch, they're releasing the exact same card, but for Warrior. It's an eight mana, six eight called Troublemaker. And at the end of your turn, it summons two, three, three ruffians that attack two random enemies, which is making me think. Why would you do that? That was that card was the exact problem earlier ago, and the, and this isn't just random damage dealt. This is actually putting stats on the board as well. Oh wow! The, the only thing that might make a bit of a difference is um, Demon Hunter had a way of discounting Priestess of Fury because there was a card that was a four mana four four. It's like your next demon you play costs two less, so you can play Priestess of Fury on turn six, which is like crazy on its own you play a six eight that does six damage to your board so like they clear the board well pitting like six eight worth of stats on the board <laughs> it's like yikes a zoinks as you might say zoinks, but <laughs> i'm pretty sure warrior doesn't really have a way of discounting troublemaker per se so i'm, I'm kind of curious how that will pan out but it's definitely like big stats sweet Mm-hmm. How many classes are there in Hearthstone exactly, Curtis? It's been a long time since I've played. Uh, yeah. Sorry, let me count real quick. I'm pretty sure there's nine. Okay. Let me let me double check that real quick though. There is um there's hunter, there's warlock, there's uh mage, there's priest, there's demon hunter, there's druid. There's Rogue. Sorry. Uh, let me pull up my collection real quick. I'm just pulling up the whole thing. Make new deck. Yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Actually, ten now. There used to be oh. nine. Demon Hunter was the tenth installment. There's like Warrior, Shaman, Rogue, Paladin, Hunter, Druid, Warlock, Demon Hunter, Priest, and Mage. Alrighty, those are 
and each one offers different abilities obviously exactly, and different exactly. and they all and work with different play styles different better yeah there's like a neutral card bank where you can pull like any cards from okay so like any class can use those and then other than that every class has class specific cards which is kind uh-huh. of why this new expansion is kind of fun because uh, because it has that double class of like yeah, certain classes class are able to use crazy. both which is yeah which very much can is going to change the game i feel a lot mm-hmm. um one thing i do have to ask uh because hearthstone is a free-to-play game uh how does a free-to-play player compare to like those who actually do spend money on packs and stuff uh it's it's kind of important like you you i know you play like magic the gathering right tony yes both me and, uh, i don't know you still play in jackson no, I don't. I uh, once once the ball kind of got rolling in college, we we kind of dropped off it, which kind of sucks. But oh well, whatever. Life happens. Life happens. We left a whole box of magic cards at the. Oh, we did. <laughs> I wonder uh, if those are still there. I'm gonna go once like state opens up again. I'm gonna go back there and just take them. <laughs> Why not? Anyway, continue, Curtis. Yeah, it's basically the equivalent of like a magic player playing like a budget deck. Like a okay. lot of the time you'll be replacing cards for cards that can work in these particular decks, but yeah. not the ideal card. It's not the expensive one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. free to play players tend to be at a disadvantage. Okay. Like, you uh, can but there require is th- like in-game currency and like purchase these cards per se, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot more time and like you don't yeah. necessarily have all of like the meta decks you know you might just have exactly you kind of have to focus on it and uh, do you know roughly how much you've maybe spent on hearthstone i only really started spending money um when um shadows of evil came out which no the rise of shadows sorry which was um now coming up on four pat like expansions ago and i wow i definitely spent $80 $80 on that one. <laughs> I definitely spent $80 on Saviors of Oldham, and I definitely spent $80 on the Descent of Dragons, because those were all like the pre-order bundles. So wow. I've definitely you know, they... spent 240 minimum. <laughs> I can relate. I don't think I've spent ever spent like 240 on a game like that like continues to get updates and packs. I think the most I have spent was like 80 something in total on Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links back when that was in its uh, prime, I would say. Back when like launch came out for that game and it was just the OG Yu-Gi-Oh! characters that they had. I definitely spent about like 80 or something bucks on that game. Yeah, I think the one thing though is I'm kind of moving away from traditional Hearthstone because they released a new game mode for it. It's called uh, Battlegrounds. And how is this, Is how different is it then? Uh, like... What what's different about it then? It's it's like an auto chess. You have you ever? Uh, oh, oh, that I yes, I have heard of the auto chess. Yeah, it's, Sy- systems. You basically just like buy the units you want. You set them up the way you kind of want them to attack, and everything's up in the air from there. It's just how your pieces move by themselves. Ooh. it's and it's pretty fun. They've they've updated it as well. Like they added an addition to it where they added pirates. Yar. Yar. And then um, because of this, they have to rotate certain cards out of um, every game. So like one game, you might have no Murlocs or one game, you might not have pirates. One game, you might not have demons available. 
<laughs> so you sometimes you have to kind of like tailor your gameplay or choose a particular champion accordingly. All I know right now is the number one champion to pick for Battlegrounds is definitely Eudora, which is kind of one of the funnest heroes to play too. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, so you kind of like get gold per turn. And uh, with Eudora, she her like hero power is you spend one gold and you dig. You dig for a golden unit. A golden you, unit is... You dig. You dig. And um, with a golden unit, it's when you match three particular units you get a golden unit which is like an upgraded one and when you play that golden unit you receive a minion from the tavern tier above you so triples are very important to like winning the game Uh, okay and basically she just digs four times and she gets a golden unit so what you do is you kind of like you level to uh three for your first four digs and then you get a four drop and a golden unit and how the golden units work is whatever tavern tier you are you can get receive a random golden unit from that tavern tier and below so if i'm tavern tier three i could possibly get a golden tier three unit or i can get like a golden one tier unit or a golden two tier unit but i can never go higher than my tavern tier Okay. So it's important for... She kind of just has like her two power spikes. She has her first four digs where she digs for uh, her first dig in a four drop. And then you level up to five and you get like whatever. And then you get like a six drop because of your golden unit. Generally speaking, she get she does really well if you can... Um, uh, if pirates are in the game and she gets a golden unit. When you discover a four drop, there's this four drop called Gold Grubber. Where he's a he's a two two pirate, but at like the beginning of your turn, he gains uh, two plus two for every golden unit you have. <laughs> so oh, that's that could be uh, yeah deadly. Then so you automatically, if you get gold grubber off your first dig, he's getting two plus two every turn minimum. And if you get a golden gold grubber, he uh, buffs himself and he gets four plus four every turn. So even if you only had one golden unit, which was this gold grubber, he gets four plus four every turn. So he gets really big. And the only thing that can like beat him is like poison. (laughs) Yar, poison beat my weakness. Poison. Yeah, it's very fun. (laughs) Very. I I definitely need to look, jump back into Hearthstone to check out a bit more because I did I when I did play it I didn't play a whole lot. I think I played the first couple of levels in like the single player mode where you're just against AI. Oh yeah. And I think that's really as far as I got in the game. Yeah. Before I just kind of stopped. And I think it was mostly because I was playing a couple of other games and I'm like I'm going to play those instead. <laughs> I might add one more thing. <laughs> yes. Uh there's like a a third-party company thing it's called like hearthstone deck tracker but they made what's called like a battle calculator for like um the battlegrounds so it'll tell it'll calculate your odds of winning and it's kind of oh wow so it's like you know exactly how lucky and unlucky you are when your pieces just do their thing it's like this match says you got a 95 percent chance of winning a three percent chance of tying two percent chance of losing but you only have a 0.3% 0.3% chance of dying and it's like and then you end up dying you can be like oh wow I lost like every coin flip imaginable <laughs> and then I just got I just lost that's usually when you just like you hang up your headphones and you leave 
I feel like in that type of situation, you definitely do. Because how many uh, how many coin tosses would that be that you would have to lose? Oh, that badly. Especially if it's like in the late game where you have like minions that do this, do this. Like this minion had to specifically attack into this minion, and this death rattle minion had to summon this exact minion, and then that exact minion had a death rattle that had to summon these exact minions for me to Jeez. lose. And then you just like lose. You're like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh spaghettios it's one of the right. there's a there's a pretty good one there's a a six drop that's like a boat and if you get a golden boat it just summons six pirates and pirates tend to do a lot of damage when they win they're all very high high tier things mm-hmm. uh now i do have one more thing to ask you yep. about hearthstone um what would you uh how how what do you want to say to get more people to play hearthstone who don't play it don't play it hmm that's a good question. Like a decent amount of people play Hearthstone. There's kind of like an, a nice little community for it. Mm-hmm. If I was trying to convince a friend to play Hearthstone, I would say it's just like a, it's really fun and easy. It's very accessible, right? Because you can play it on your mobile phone, right? So when I was going to state, I would play a game or two on the train going to school and I would just like game my game my day away. Like I didn't need my computer per se. It's not a very demanding game. It's like a card. Yeah. And it's pretty fun. So I would just say it's accessible. You know, there's, there's, there's a market for mobile gamers and this kind of satisfies both the mobile gamer as well as like someone that's more of like a gamer gamer. All right. Uh, Now Curtis has to dip out a little bit earlier. Uh, so thanks for joining us, Curtis. Thank you, Tony. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram, Curtis.Gammon. You can find me on um, Twitch, uh, CG Snake Hunter. <laughs> and you can, uh, God, where else can you find me? I haven't really been using my Twitter. Probably just Instagram, really. <laughs> Alrighty. Be sure to give Curtis a follow. Thanks again, Curtis, for joining us. Right, thank you, big guy. Oh, bye, Curtis. I'll miss I'll you. I'll miss you. <laughs> and now that Curtis has left, we're going to jump into our second guest segment topic. Jackson, why don't you intro us on this one? Yeah. So if you're like me um, <laughs> and not working, you're probably playing a lot of video games. Oh, and yeah. If I'm not at the gym, I am playing the shit out of video games so the steam summer sale took place at the beginning of the month oh yeah that did happen yeah so i picked up quite a lot of games okay what'd you pick up what are some of the highlights i picked up all of the wolfenstein series like wolfenstein old blood new new order new colossus and young blood been playing through old blood um quite a bit that's like that's great game i love the rebooted wolfenstein series one of my favorite first person shooter uh series of all time i also picked up doom eternal um Ooh, just nice. kind of play through that uh because a friend of mine or sorry i got it on xbox one and um wasn't a big fan of it i i honestly didn't really like it that much but my buddy was like okay you know what that's because you're playing on a console you got to get it on pc it's way better because you can do, go, it just runs better and you can move it's, it's, it feels it's, like it's you're going the speed of sonic oh yeah yeah so i, I can attest to that i played uh i'm about three quarters of the way through the game and i think it is a million times better on a pc um i also picked up resident evil 2 remake uh, i played that like just a tiny bit 
I uh, got maybe about a quarter of the way through on the first Leon story and um, just kind of just kind of been putting it off. <laughs> Leon. And, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, Resident Evil 2 is my my game of the year last year, definitely, because I just love that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also just been playing World of Warcraft quite a bit of it. Um, I've actually, well, maybe not quite a bit of it now, but um, now that Season of Arrivals came out in Destiny 2. Um, yeah. I've, uh, I, I don't know, I'm slowly but surely getting back into WoW, trying to level up my characters as much as possible before uh, Shadowlands comes out. And that could come out literally at any moment because there's no release date for it. Um, I do plan, I I did get both Deus Ex Human Revolution and Mankind Divided. Oh. I haven't touched those yet, so I'm going to try and get th- through those. If I remember correctly of what I heard, uh, Human Revolution is the better one. Yeah, yeah. Mankind Divided, I heard, was Mankind okay. Divided had Mankind Divided. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it foreshadowed and its reviews. It's, re- it's re- release, yeah. And, oh, I for- almost forgot. I picked up Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes, and you I did. Love it. Yes. So, uh, have you... Uh, from, so, we uh, we speak outside the podcast because we're in the same Dungeons & Dragons group. Yeah. yeah. Um, and last week I heard from you, you were at in the Coliseum. Have you gotten past yeah. that? I, I haven't played any. I still haven't played any. Jesus. Um, right now, I, like, okay, I'm, like, addicted to Destiny 2 okay, right now. Okay, well, yeah, fair um, enough. So, um, basically, what... Here is my, my logic when it comes to playing video games. Basically, I need to get the battle pass in Destiny 2 to 100 before I can basically stop playing it for a while and then sink my time into another game. But because there's uh, moments of triumph as well as the battle pass, the seasonal title, and I got a hit Unbroken in Destiny 2 for all of you non-Destiny 2 fans out there, I need to hit Legend, which is the max ranking competitive for one more season, and I get Unbroken. So that's going to be a, a thing that I need to do before I really start sinking my time into anything else. Jeez. And so um, how much of it, how much of that have you gotten done so far? Uh, I've gotten almost all of the triumphs done for C, uh, this, the uh, moments of triumph title. Okay. As well as the seasonal title. I'm at rank 94 in the battle pass okay. and I'm oh mythic three. So about three or four more ranks away from hitting max or no, no, uh, Maybe you know two or three actually. I think two or three. Yeah. Okay. Three. That's what it is. I I just had to do the math. Okay, not bad, not and, bad. Um, so you're, yeah. you're you're almost there. It's like maybe like another week or so. Yeah. If I really really yeah, wanted yeah. to yeah. know life the game, then yeah, I could. Um, and then a friend of mine, um, if, uh, who is dating a woman, a girl on the program, Kate's boyfriend Jude, Kate Stevens's boyfriend. Oh, the uh, Kate Stevens. Yeah, so her her boyfriend called me yesterday and he's like, "Hey, yeah, let's get back into Destiny 2." And I was like, "I mean, I I I'm I'm already in it, but I'll help, <laughs> I'll help, you, I'll help you get into it." He's like, like, "Hey, man, let's get back into Destiny 2. I I'm already there, bro. I'm already, I'm already back into it. I've already beaten the game. You know, you can't beat Destiny 2, but exactly. So, um, my time is being sunk into a lot of the a lot of games. 95% of it is Destiny 2. Um is and that's you know. So when you're done, when you finish up what you want to do in Destiny Two, which one are you going back to first? I'm definitely going to finish set Final Fantasy right. Seven, uh, and then I'm going to finish off with uh, Wolfenstein, um, and then probably beat all my Switch games that I got. I've got I got Pokemon Sword and Shield, yes, Octopath Traveler. Uh, what else? 
Animal Crossing, but I got bored of that game really quick. I mean, the, um, the game is basically a life simulator, so it's like... Yeah, I, I it's not a bad game. It's not, just, it's not for everybody, definitely. No. Like, So, uh, I, got a, I got quite a bit of games here that mm-hmm. I still need to beat yet. And, um, yeah, so my time... I don't know, until I can get a fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> which, God knows how long that's going to take, just because mm-hmm. of COVID and just how shitty the world is right now. Um... Yeah, so I don't know. I'm just kind of just taking it, taking life one game at a time. <laughs> um, so, as for myself, uh, I what was the last game I platinumed? Uh, no, sorry, I, I played. I got super liminal recently. I talked about it a couple podcasts ago, I believe, with when John was on on the sports episode. I talked about it a little bit. I got that game and I almost platinumed it. Uh, because of one dumb achievement that the game has, which is to beat it in under 30 minutes oh. without, uh, with, with which you is possible. You can do it. Um, well, there's two ways you can do it. You can do it by glitching the game out and like basically setting yourself up really high and then moving through the sky to get to the exits, which is tricky to do in itself. But there is, if you optimize your movement enough, you can do, do the game in under half an hour. And I think like, because there's two speedrunning trophies for the game, uh, which is 30 minutes and an hour. And I got the hour one because I think I was maybe like somewhere between two and seven minutes off, I think. I think it was somewhere in that range of like missing the half hour. Because okay. like it did not take me that long to do it. My movement was pretty good, but it could have been better. Okay. And uh, I feel like I will go back to that game eventually. Uh, but right now I am... Uh, still not working on Yakuza Five because I'm still being dumb and buying other games. Um, <laughs> I I got Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah, and um, is such a great game. Like yeah. I can like this game. Like honestly, 2020. This is a great year for games. Like we've got Final Fantasy VII. We've got Ghost of Tsushima. Like PlayStation. We got Last of Us Two. We have some really great games here, and. Like the, I, the only thing I will complain about it is, boy, the original PlayStation uh, makes a lot of noise when you run this game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like he, the trapezoid one, uh, I believe so. Like the, like, the, yeah, it's like slanted. Yeah, that oh, the OG one. Yeah, the yeah, OG one. I, and boy, is it loud! Really? Boy, is it, wow. running this game it's loud, but like it's not the worst thing. And I get, I've gotten used to it, but like it's it'll de- it definitely won't make as much noise on like a pro or something like that. Right. Yeah. But yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, really good. I'm working. I'm definitely working on platinuming that game because I will platinum it because it's not that hard to platinum. Um, there's one trophy that I'll need a guide for, which are the hidden shrines that exist through the game. But other than that, everything else I will be doing on my own. And then when I've done this, I'm going to hold off on getting Fairy Tail. As much as I want to grab it right away, I'm going to hold off. And finish Yakuza 5 and 6. So that way I'm ready for Yakuza Like a Dragon when that comes out. Oh, that was the other thing that happened that I didn't write down. Yakuza 7 uh, showed off some of their voice actors uh, for the dub. Uh, We're getting uh, Greg Chun back, who voiced uh, Takayuki Yagami in Judgment, the spinoff game in the Yakuza franchise. Um, He's now the uh, Ichiban's, like homeless friend that he makes when he's uh, exiled when he gets kicked out of the Yakuza and we got to meet uh, I can't remember what his name was 
but he's like basically the patriarch of the family Ichiban was a part of. And is voiced by George Takei. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's it, it, we're getting a great cast for this game, I think. And I'm excited. Like, George, like that kind of like, Nani? Oh, oh my. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> I was, it's going to be good. I'm excited for that. Yeah. But it's yeah, fun. that's where I am with games currently. And then, of course, Animal Crossing every day, all day, every day, uh, for like an hour or so. Because yeah. that's my lifestyle. And oh, I got, uh, I haven't really talked about this. I have Pokemon Home. I got it like within this month, like a be- beginning of July, I got Pokemon Home. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, you know what? I want to do the impossible challenge of making a living, a living Dex, which is to own one of every Pokemon. And so, like, your your Pokedex represents what's in your PC storage. And yeah. uh, I am... So, I only own the two games, Sword and Eevee, because I sold my 3DS in all those games. Oh. And I have 740 Pokemon in my living decks. And you really? can only get... Uh, with Eevee and Sword, currently, that's about 551. You can roughly get about 600 or so of them. Yeah. And I have 740 because uh, people seem to love one Pokemon in Pokemon Home, and that Pokemon is Stonejourner. And Stonejourner, if you have one, breed the hell out of it, drop them in Home, download the Home mobile app, and just trade those fuckers away for anything you want that is not a legendary Pokemon. And you'll get it within a day. Or a little longer than that. Because people just want it. It's crazy. Huh. Weird. And if you want a legendary Pokemon, breed a, breed some Porygon, get a buddy who has Pokemon Sword or Shield, give all those Porygon an upgrade, trade them and have him trade back, and then trade those Porygon too and you'll get some legendary Pokemon. Life hacks with Tony. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I'm currently working on. I decided I thought I'd try some other Pokemon to breed, uh, so I bred some Turtonators and Drompas. Uh, and they're not going away as quick. I'm getting them, but like, it's not going as good as I thought it could go. Mm. Uh, and that's that for the guest uh, related to segment. Uh, we're going to jump into the grab bag now, which of course is a variety of smaller bits that go right before the end of the podcast. Uh, and we're going to start with draw of the deck and starting with Pokemon. Uh, let's start out with the, the new set news. Champion's Path was announced as the next uh, pack for the TCG coming out in September. Adding a new Charizard card, because everyone loves Charizard. At least that's what Pokemon thinks. And uh, a world record was recently broken for Pokemon. Illustrator Pikachu, that's the card's name, was auctioned off for 233000 USD. R- wait, the... Okay, wait. Come again. The illust the illustrator, illustrator Pikachu. Pikachu that's what it's called. That's what the card's named. Illustrator yeah, yeah. Pikachu. Two. That was sold. That was sold. Two hundred thirty thousand. Two hundred thirty-three thousand U.S. dollars, which uh, because oh. it was a Japanese auction, twenty-five million yen. Oh my god, that is incredible. Yep. Oh my god, it's a god. New, it's a new record. Holy and y'all shit. thought y'all thought the holographic Charizard could go for a lot. Nah, man. Illustrator Pikachu, where it at? Well, there's only like what one in existence. So is there only one in existence? I thought there was. Like that. Yeah, there. Well, the Pichu's. There's like a couple, like a dozen of them. 
I think. Mm. But the Illustrator Pikachu, there's only one in existence. God damn. Could you imagine getting that? I mean, that's... Yeah. Uh... I'm pretty sure the guy who paid for it is like, yeah, this will pay me back in like however many years. Because like, oh my god, yeah. And in Magic World, Double Masters, the next uh, um, box set is dropping August seventh, which will add 332 new cards. Okay. And now we're gonna jump into Retro Reminder. And the today's Retro Reminder is a little game called Crazy Taxi. Did you ever did you ever play Crazy Taxi Jackson? No, but I I I, I knew the I knew the name growing up mm. and I just was like, "Oh, okay. Crazy Taxi, Crazy Taxi." Cool, cool. Yes. Um very uh, I have it for the GameCube, uh which is what I believe it the uh it's an arcade game, I believe, originally. Yeah. And uh, uh but the GameCube game is uh notoriously famous for having a certain song in it. Um, which I'm looking up because I can't remember what it's called. Uh, oh, Jesus. I believe it's uh, All I Want by The Offspring. All I Want by The Offspring. I don't oh, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, it's the one where they go, yeah, 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 and then it just goes hard. Oh. That one. Uh, if you if you know The Offspring, you know the song. I know the offspring. I'm not a big fan of their work, yeah. but that's just that's the game is famous because that's like in the game, and it's ah. just like whenever you launch a new game, it starts with that. Oh, really? Yeah, that's funny. Uh, great game. Uh, good, solid buy for the GameCube. I enjoy it. It's a good arcade game to kill some time. Hmm. Uh, and now for the achievements slash trophies of the week. That's right, we're doing multiple trophies slash achievements now, um, because. Uh, sometimes when the AAA games don't release their achievement lists and you're feeling sad, it's like, well, time to find a couple of others to fill your void of trophies and achievements. <coughs> so, uh, the first one is Shine Shine for Shine in Yakuza Kiwami 2, which is to join Club for Shine in the game. And the second tro- achievement of the week is Unnecessary Sacrifice from Other Side, which is to sacrifice a daughter. Oh, that's morbid. That's morbid. Um, again, uh, these trophies are also out of context, which is why I love reading them. Because it's just like, <laughs> I-, I don't know what the game's about. That trophy sounds like something. <laughs> Sacrifice the daughter seems easy seems enough. Seems easy <laughs> enough. Uh, the game of the week is, of course, Fairy Tale, the big AAA. I, I guess kind of AAA if you like Fairy Tale. It's, it's, it's game. That's game yeah. of week. Good. Uh, thanks for joining me, Jackson, on this week's episode. And thanks again to Curtis for coming in to talk about Hearthstone for a bit. Of course, of course, Toner. As always, thank you for having me. Not a problem. A and where can we find you, sir? My uh, my handles haven't changed. Uh, my Instagram is uh, Jackson underscore underscore FM. And uh, you can also follow my toy page that I rarely up <laughs> upload anything to. Uh, Jackson collects stuff, all one word. Um, I don't have a Twitter. I gave up on Twitch. So that <laughs> that uh, or no, I do have a Twitter. I just never use it. So I'm not even. I, mean, I feel like that's everybody with Twitter at this point who. Unless yeah, you're Twitter like an influence, like a major influencer, like I yeah, have a Twitter, and, but I don't use it. Yeah, and you have a, a I have a golden history, golden record of history. <laughs> You've done no wrong. Um, 
Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I'm not really on social media with just everything going on. I'm not really to begin to everything that's going on. But yeah, Instagram's really my place to go and that's about it. All right. And thank you. Oh, and, and you can find me uh, at Radio Tony on Insta. At Radio Tony on Twitter, if you do want to follow me there. And Radio underscore Guy underscore Tony on Instagram. And we have a Twitch uh, at Tony's Game Lounge on Twitch. Um, check that out if I do stream. It, it, it I stream here and there. I said I had a consistent schedule, but it's definitely gone down the toilet that schedule yeah but you, Motiv- you know you know it's it's going it's going the motivation game hasn't been strong for me as well <laughs> <laughs> so, you're not the only one <laughs> and of course make sure you follow tony's game lounge on facebook for all updates to the podcast um thanks again jackson of course and of also course. thanks to our other guest curtis who was on for a little bit as well. And we will see all of you next week on a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. Tune in every Sunday for new episodes. 